Roundtable Radio, your Rise Zone Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald. And yeah, you probably should follow me uh, for the next couple of weeks on Twitter, uh, Bob McDonald. And joining me, of course, is my co host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. Matt's back, but he's never left Twitter. He's at Horizon Matt. Um, you can follow us on Twitter as well at Horizon RT. You can follow us on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com. And be sure to follow us wherever podcasts are found. And Matt, so. You probably we probably all have been following the bracketology, you know, Joe Lunardi, not a fan, but that's just me. But he's not the only one. Apparently, at this point in time, whoever comes out of the Horizon League, theoretically being Cleveland State, they're gonna get a 16 seed. So you know what? I don't know. They're obviously so they're obviously onto something, especially given how we've seen what's happened the last two weeks. I mean. Yeah, this league, man. I, I, I've been trying to sum up my thoughts in my head getting into this, and I don't really know at this point. Like this league, it's, um, it's something because it, it had the opportunity. You know, only only a month ago, there was there was a chance. There was talk of 12 and 13 seeds if Oakland could just do what they're supposed to do, and if they just went out, man, they they've got the resume. Like, I mean, they're not an at large, right? But they're close. You know what? End of the day. Horizon League and a Horizon League, and here we are. Do better, Horizon League. Why do we have to do this every year? Well, but okay. So here's here's the optimist in me, or it, oh, optimist. Yes, yeah, thank you, because I'm I'm, lo- I'm looking I'm listening I'm looking forward to this. Optimist ish. Yeah. Um, we have more parity in this league than than usual, so okay. that's a good thing. So a lot, some of what we're seeing is. All of the teams being somewhat even and just beating the shit out of each other, which in theory is good. The problem with it is a lot of these teams didn't decide to do this until the last month and a half instead of doing this from out of the gates and like making some noise in the non-conference. If, if, you know, these teams play this way in the non-conference, then all these teams beating on each other wouldn't be so bad. And then on top of it, the one team that did it in the non-conference decided to come back down to earth against all these other teams with a thud oh well but you know we'll we'll get into it but i mean as bad as it looks i don't think it's really that awful either because again the the reality is we're getting into a horizon league tournament that should be pretty entertaining honestly i don't know if it's gonna be good basketball but it it should be pretty entertaining outside of essentially i mean in this first round outside of the oakland iupui matchup i don't think there's anything that's given no no, so that's kind of cool. You're absolutely right because so, I mean, yeah. I mean, true. I guess I guess that's me being the 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 optimist or out, you know, trying to bring the other side from your negative cloud over there, Bob. Is uh, well, I'm th- sorry. I mean, like year in and year, it, it seems like we're we. It's like a broken record. We seem to do this every year where there's like it's the the everybody you know, within in the middle of the pack basically just beats the crap out of each other. And, and to your point, which would be awesome if none of if all of these teams would completely, you know, not co- uh, totally underperform in the non-conference, which but by and reality, large, everybody not named Oakland did. The reality is, if you look at pretty much any conference, I mean, the Summit League had a team run run the table. OK, that's ridiculous. That doesn't happen, yeah. though. But I mean, if you look at the Big Ten, look at the ACC, these that's what these teams do. They just all beat the beat each other up and down the floor for, well, for sure. you know two months but because this league underperformed in the non-conference and the one team that overperformed ended up you know just being in the middle of everything like okay it doesn't look good but at some point you have to kind of go okay what what else could we want or expect like 
do you really want a team like South Dakota State who's just going to run the table? I don't. That's that's not cool. Like that's not it. Especially well, there was never. A, that's the thing though. We was never with the Horizon League. We we knew there was no expectation that anybody was going to. Yeah, to your point. Yeah, there was no expectation of it. But it's like, at the same time, you get to the end of the season. It's like, I mean, you kind of expected things get. I mean, I mean, you, you look at the entire month of February from a standing standpoint. Cleveland State was meh. No, Northern Kentucky was pretty good. Purdue Fort Wayne was undefeated. Um, Oakland was completely blah, with the exception, with the with the noted exception of Detroit Mercy and Cleveland State. <laughs> well, oh, and so here, I mean, do you, is this the part where I, I I do my thing and I break down with Oakland for us? Is is this the time? Knock you yourself out because I am dying to. Fi- I have been dying to hear this for a couple weeks. All right, so here's here's the Oakland problem, and, and Greg Campy, not that most of you probably wa- – well, Bob, you would have, but a lot of people might not have watched the Oakland-Cleveland State game, but if you watched the end of it when they did their Campy interview, he smiled and said, this has been my fault. And that is not usually words Greg Campy will say. I mean, he's he, he is – he does defend his teams. I will, I will give him that, but it's not something I would have expected. But what he admitted is he allowed his team – to dictate the tempo the past few weeks, and they started playing up-tempo. And this Oakland team can't win up-tempo. All those games that they won in the non-conference, when they came out of the gate, in the Oklahoma State, the Toledo, Vermont, all that, they slugged out some really ugly games, playing really good defense and slowing it down. That's not what they were doing in the Horizon League, especially the past month, and they can't play that way. But But that's what they did against Detroit Mercy. That's what they just did against Cleveland State. And it's been successful. They swept Cleveland State this year. They did indeed. And I'm trying to figure out. So to your, so on the other side of the coin, obviously, I don't know what the hell's going on with Cleveland State. Because about a month, up until about a month ago, they were able to actually handle the ball. Now they can't. And I don't understand what happened. I think some of that, and I mean, I, I see it. I've, I've watched more Oakland. Than, I watched more Oakland than anything. You know, Oakland's, Oakland's, um, Zone defense couldn't be couldn't be stopped a month and a half ago. You know, just the same as Cleveland State could handle the ball, and then all of a sudden things change. These teams know each other way yeah. too well, and that's some of what you see is you you start to figure out, okay, you know, what can we do to to overcome some of these things? You know, what can we do to pick apart the zone? What can we do to to put to put pressure on a bad ball handler? Like, here's a everyone's known that Cleveland State doesn't have a good point guard that, since day one. That's not news, but they were able to kind of hide it for a while. Well, it's been exposed now. That's a. There's a couple things that Cleveland State can't do, and these are the ways you beat Cleveland State. They can't handle the ball, and they cannot shoot free throws. No. So you make them earn everything, and when you make them earn everything, sometimes they lose, and we've seen that repeatedly. Yeah. The All of Cleveland State's weeks, losses. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're the Cleveland. You're a Cleveland State guy. Like, is that not accurate? Yeah. It is. It is very accurate. I mean, you you are not you you are not saying anything I don't already know that the yeah. So, but it's again that's kind of the weird thing. It's like, all right. So, I don't know. So I mean, not that I not that this is necessarily how we want to do this episode, but you you can pretty much say how you beat every team. You know, Cleveland State, you make them earn it, make them get to, the, you know, make them go to the line and, and shoot free throws, make them handle the ball. Right. Oakland, you play from the inside out. If you can get somebody play from the inside out and have to hit your threes, do that. You beat Oakland. OK, but how do you beat Wright State? I'm not sure. You kind of let Wright State beat themselves. I'm not sure what the, the recipe is for Wright State. I'm not sure. 
well, and, actually, that's, I, and that's kind of a big see. That's kind of the challenge too, because right, you know, Wright State is the four seed, and I mean, realistically, the you know, obviously, and we'll talk a little bit about IUPUI later because it just gets worse for them somehow. <laughs> but you know, Oakland, you know, Oakland, and Oakland, it's highly likely. I mean, it would have there would have to be uh, a Disney movie fantasy like scenario in which. Oakland would not win on Tuesday. Right state, yes. Oakland and Wright State are likely going to play each other on Thursday. And that's going to be interesting because even when, and that's going to be interesting, especially when you look at Oakland, who got swept by Wright State this year. As they often do. Na- As they Na- often do. Nagy has been a campy kryptonite since the Summit League days. And that's I am, not, yeah, that's I'm nothing highly new. Con- and I'm legitimately concerned for Oakland because they have had such terrible luck with Wright State. Yeah, and they're, I mean, they're downtowns and they're they're bang they're a banged up team. That some of that comes back to um, only playing, you know, really six guys. Like that's, I mean, that's what's going to happen. You run into these things. So yeah, I mean, and that, prob- that was the other thing. And I'm glad you brought that up because that was something you would like kind of. I think you tweeted out uh, on Saturday where you're like. Wow, where are the? Hey, look at all these guys they could have played this whole time. Will Shepard didn't embarrass himself out there. Granted, they've been trying to get him in and get him minutes and get him acclimated and yeah, you know, it's part of the. But he didn't embarrass himself in that Cleveland State game. He looked, he looked competent. Conway made a mistake and got yanked in the second half, but I thought he was playing a nice game for himself up until that point. And yeah. I think that he needs maybe a little more leash. But I understand, you know, that champion team are going to champion team. Like, okay, so like. I mean that. So what's going to happen here, if if I can guess, is Oakland's going to blow out IUPUI. They're going to get some some extra guys in there, you know, all that good stuff. Okay, yeah. that's going to be. What, but then Oakland and Wright State are going to beat on each other, and whoever comes out of that is going to be dead tired getting in the tournament. It's that's it's right. it's the Horizon League, like we just said. Everyone just kind of beats on each other in that sure. logjam. There's no there's no winner coming out of that four five game because they both lose. You know what I mean? Oh, like no. that's going to be that's going to be such a slog. I do not envy. I do not envy the winner of that going into uh, going into, in, in, into Indianapolis. Okay, so all. then if you if you keep going from there, I mean, Cleveland State's going to get Milwaukee or UIC, right? If I'm if I'm doing this correct, likely, yes. likely, which is which is interesting because um, obviously, you know what? I don't I don't know about Milwaukee. <laughs> Well, and let's make this note, just in case anyone's listening, you know, as people start to, you know, prep their Horizon League prognostications that haven't ever paid attention, maybe they're listening to our podcast. Uh, if you've missed it, UIC is not allowed to host, even though they are the that higher seed. That is true. I want to make yeah, it's sure funny we make because, that note. It's funny because we got, a, we got a note, like, the other day saying, okay, they're not allowed to host, kind of keep it under your hat. And I'm like, Wayne Larravee said it at halftime of the Milwaukee game, like, a week ago. <laughs> Cat's already out of the bag, guys. Right. So it's so yeah. So basically, so basically, it's gonna be a reap. It's gonna be Milwaukee against UIC against Milwaukee, and Milwaukee ran out of gas against UIC on Saturday. Like yeah, but and this is and that's another thing. And this is kind of what and uh, UIC scares me, by the way, because <laughs> UIC did the you know remember UIC beat Cleveland State in Cleveland. So UIC already, is a team that can be Cleveland State. They're built for they it. Are, they already did. So yeah. Um, they're the, and by the way, again, you know, you know how Cleveland State has that, you know, has that uh, that one backdoor cutter move that just about nobody, just about nobody in the conference could figure out. You, you 
UIC figured that out, which is oh, weird it's like you, you, it's almost like Luke Yaklich. It's tough to say sometimes. Uh, is a very good defensive-minded coach, and we haven't really seen that, but we know that that's what his calling card used to be. Well, that's true. That huh. is true, indeed. and that's what they did. And that's a, and again, that's what they did against. Uh, that's what they did against Milwaukee. Now, do they are they able to repeat that? The problem with Milwaukee is their rotation is such a mystery. I'm like, you're not seeing. You know, you're not seeing guys like Tafari Sims and Josh Thomas for full stretches of the entire game. And, you know, they're, you would think that if you actually want to win, you'd want guys like that out there. Just call me crazy. Um, unless I'm, I'm missing something. I will say, I, I hope, part, like, so the, the petty side of me wants UIC balance because I'm done with UIC, right? Like, that's the petty of side of me. But the even pettier side of me actually wants UIC to bounce Milwaukee because I am done with this Milwaukee team this year that fooled all of us and I bought in and I'm pissed about it and I don't want to I don't want to do the PBJ uh Brian Griffin dancing uh peanut butter jelly time gif anymore like I'm done with it like yeah I'm ready to hang up Milwaukee and move on from Pat Baldwin Sr. and Pat Baldwin Jr. and whatever else is going on up in Milwaukee it's time for yet another reset um, so I kind of hope you guys which which is as messed up as it sounds, we may not even get. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the kind of the messed up part of it. We may not even get that. Oh. We may not even see that. That's insane to me. I mean, for even before, I mean, yeah, even in the two years before, you know, even even in the years before this year, it was, you know, it was a slog. I mean, there was one there was 2019 where they didn't even make the tournament. Um there was, you know, the year. Before, I mean, in every year since then, it's been just ridiculously bad. But then at the same time, it wasn't that long ago that they won the conference tournament from what the seventh seed. Yeah, that was yeah. Like, what a weird team. What a weird, weird basketball team happening over there. What a weird institution, actually. Well, there's that. Okay, yeah. so let's eight nine. Great, like Youngstown well, State. What's going on there? Excellent question. And they get Robert Morris. And that is a I think that one is an interesting matchup because Robert Morris actually beat Youngstown State and then completely collapsed for the rest of the season. That was Robert Morris. Um, But, yeah, I am very interested in seeing how that one plays out, because I Um, think that game's going to be a hell of a lot closer than we think. I want you to be right just from an entertainment standpoint, but I don't see it like I feel like RMU like kind of came together and they did some RMU things and I was really happy for them. And I, I, I want them to succeed. I, I like a lot of things about Robert Morris. I, I feel like, but I just don't see, I, I think Youngstown state is better than their seven seed. I think yeah. that's a, that's a team to, to watch out for if you would uh, not to overuse that, that cliche, but um, I just don't see, I, I don't see RMU keeping that one close. I see Youngstown run away by probably like 15 mm, comfortably. I, I think it's going to be closer than that. I do. I hope I'm wrong. And, that's but, one I'd like to be wrong. It, yeah, on. and just because of the fact that, yeah, that's kind of how, that's kind of been how Youngstown State has operated the last, especially the last month. The big, you know, they could have. This weekend was also a disaster for them. <laughs> you know, Cleveland State had a major disaster this weekend because they couldn't get anything together against either Detroit or Oakland. That was awesome. Well, Youngstown State didn't do any better against uh, Wright State or or uh, Northern Kentucky, which was. It's not a good thing, you know, when you don't have the momentum going into the tournament and then you got to turn around on Tuesday and play. I don't know. But, of course, they are playing, again, Robert Morris, who, man, yeah, you're right. I don't know what's going on with them. It's it's kind of a weird, weird thing for them. I mean, 
Andy Tools probably got a couple more years to like get it right. You know, like jumping from from where they did to up to the horizon, like that's not easy. And obviously, there's been some player personnel things as he's uh, trying to get his Horizon League team. I, I don't know. I mean, they, they've definitely become a better team in, in the, the second half of the conference season, but sure. they're still they're the 10 seed for a reason. I think they are right where they should be right now. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and they're um, like. Yeah, they they've already lost, they lost four in a row. So this is this has not been a yeah, it's it's just not been a great time for them like at all. <laughs> um so yeah. Well, that's going to be yeah, I I don't know. I I think that's going to be I think I think had Youngstown State won, you know, at least one of the two games this weekend, I would have thought it would have been a little bit better for them on Tuesday. Now it just seems kind of pretty shaky and just kind of throwing that out there. I feel yeah. like, it, and I feel like again, yeah, I know the the you know the yeah. So the and the Detroit Mercy Green Bay game. I mean, yes. I mean, let's put let's put a merciful end to Green Bay season. Um, they weren't as bad as I said they were going to be. You know, and everyone was from Green Bay. It was all up in arms. I did pick IUPUI over Green Bay. I I admit I was wrong, but Green Bay was very worthy of of a 12 seed this year if IUPUI wasn't historically awful. Yes, you are correct. I think on most most years, Green Bay would have been the 12th seed pretty handedly. True. But IUPUI was, again, just historically awful. And Detroit Mercy benefits from having a home game where they've only lost one game this year. Yeah, Detroit Mercy's looked really good. Um, Antoine getting his shoulder popped back into place and being oh, back on the court ouch. is is unreal. I mean, especially, and then making a three, like right after, like, I mean, he didn't look quite as good as, as usual Antoine, but I give Antoine a lot of credit. I, I often will tweet things where, yes, I'm putting someone over Antoine, but it's really not, it's not um, personal to Antoine as, as much as it probably seems it. Um, I think very highly of Antoine Davis. I think he's a hell of a shooter and a hell of a player. Um, I think he's just not what others around him make him out to be. And then I get frustrated and go the other extreme. So I want to put it out there for anyone that may be listening. I think very highly of Antoine Davis. I think um, what he did with that shoulder injury and will continue to do through the rest of the season is unreal. Um, I hope he doesn't come back, but it sounds like he probably is. Um, I, th- I think that's a bit. I think that's a bad choice personally. But I'm not Antoine Davis or the Davis family. What do I know? Um, yeah. I, don't I think should. It's- by the way, I should point out that it, I actually should point out that Green Bay did beat Detroit Mercy this year. This season did beat them. Yeah. Although that nice. was in Green Bay. I mean, the thing with Green Bay and the thing that has always been the, the thing that has been the issue with Green Bay the entire season is that they have not been able to close the game out. And that's why they kept losing over and over again. And you saw that on multiple occasions. You saw that against UIC. You saw that against Cleveland State. You saw that during, you know, in the, right at the beginning of the season when they were in Florida. So, when you look at, you know, you you think that Green Bay is going to have, like, you would think that at some point in time, Green Bay is going to catch a break. They just don't. I would love, the, the, so the Oakland person in me would love nothing more than to watch Green Bay upset Detroit Mercy. Do not get me wrong. However, the Horizon analyst in me tells you there's zero chance in hell. I think Detroit could do it without Antoine. So even a half-healthy Antoine. Well, they're gonna have to do. Well, they're certainly gonna have to do it without Madu to catch. He's definitely not playing. Yeah, but they've been playing well without him. 
That's mean, true. of course they miss him. I mean, they're better with him, but they've been okay. Yeah. Um, I mean. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I'm looking again. I'm looking at like they've had opportunities in every single one. It, it, again, they've had every opportunities against all these teams, and they just haven't been able. They haven't been able to get over the hump, and that's 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 kind of been. They lost eight games in a row, and hey, that's kind of part and parcel of why they they just couldn't close it out. They couldn't close out against Robert Morris. They couldn't close out against Cleveland State the second time around. The first time around was a laugher. Um, you know, even like the first the first go around against um, you know you know even like in Northern Kentucky they couldn't you know UIC they had a shot and they couldn't do it. So I mean, and it's weird because you you look at the players that are on that team and you think to yourself, well, hey, this seems like a team that you know at some point in time somebody's gonna you know flip the switch and then all be right with the world, but that just hadn't happened this year. I think what it comes down to is they don't have that guy. That's weird. And if they have that guy, he might be a freshman or sophomore that isn't ready to. Well, that makes be sense because basically all of them are freshmen and sophomore anyway. Well, so right, yeah. but they're not they're not ready to step into that role. They don't know how to yet, you know. I think I think there's some uh, yeah there, there there is some truth to that. I mean, because you have a guy like especially when you have a guy like Kamari McGee, you you can see how he could potentially be that guy, but he's not there yet. Same thing with Cade Meyer. Again, two freshmen right there. You think that those two might be, you know, they might be the guys. And it just, again, it just hasn't happened. Well, and I mean, if you think about it, like, I think Manny Ansong is their best bet yeah. right now to do that. But, like, you know, he's he's a forward, right? He's, I mean, he's that guard forward. But we're going to call him a forward for the sake of this conversation. Like, yeah. And and then at the end of the game, you're, if it's your best guy against the other team's best guy and yours is that forward, he's going up against some player. I mean... Okay, so end of the game, you've got Manny Ansong against Grant against Grant Pasilli. Who you got? No. <laughs> Who you, you got Ansong always, against Payne? Who you got? You know, like exactly. You, you just run in. You just run into. They're just. They're just out. They're outmanned right now. I mean, even yeah. with even against Cleveland State, you got Manny Ansong against you know Trago Million, Tory Patton, or Demoy Hodge. Right, <laughs> like, like those guys. And that's, and, and, by the way, that's exactly what happened um, in the second game against Cleveland State too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's uh, the yeah with the Wisconsin yeah the Wisconsin schools are struggling. <laughs> well, and, right. And theoretically, yeah, the entire yeah the entire their entire collective seasons will be over you know during that point in time. So, um, it would that point in time being Tuesday, you think yeah uh the uh, that eight nine is going to be that between Milwaukee and UIC that one's going to be interesting. Uh, to your point, I think yeah, there there's a certain swath of Horizon League fans who would like nothing better than to see UIC get blinked out of existence. At the same time, you know Milwaukee, and Milwaukee hasn't exactly been setting the world on fire either. So that's going to be the game to watch this weekend. Oh, it is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's the one I'm watching because that's well, you know, uh, that's the one I'm watching because you know, obviously that eight nine matchup is. Unless some crazy thing happens between, again, like it's, uh, some crazy thing happens in the other games, Lois Seed is going to play Cleveland State. And so, you know, if everything goes to plan, the winner of that game is going to play Cleveland State. So Yeah, well, I won't be watching that game. If I do, it's going to be from the arena where I'm watching Oakland IUPUI and hoping. Wait. You know what I want to see, like, selfishly? Yeah. I really want to see IUPUI have to come in there with five guys because the strap is hurt. Not that yes. I want the strap to be hurt. Don't get me wrong. I'm not wishing that. But if he's hurt and they have to come in with five guys, 
I want to see foul trouble and I want to see IUPUI have to play with four because I've never seen a team have to play with four. And if I get to witness that firsthand, that's going to be a, a personal uh, win. So, so what Matt's referring to is I yeah during the uh, yeah IUPUI yeah I'm glad you we can segue to the IUPUI's bad luck getting worse thing um, because Bacardi Lestrap got hurt he had leg trouble uh, like after halftime he was on crutches so I'm not 100 percent he's actually gonna we're gonna see him ever again at least not this season. So that means it. So that theoretically means that IEPUI is going to play with five guys against Oakland, just like they just played five guys, uh, played five guys against uh, Green Bay, and they came very dangerously close to having at least one guy fa- foul out too. Because good news is Oakland only plays with five guys too. Badooch. But um, yeah. Well, that, the yeah. So. They had, yeah, apparently they, oh, by the way, uh, IUPUI also had equipment failure go on during that Green Bay game, too. Oh, my God. So. When it rains, it pours. I know. If it's not bad. So, so at, late in the second half, um, Boston Stanton, third, he, he blew out his shoe. And by the way, that is dangerous when that happens because you could get Glad hurt. Glad he's okay. Him. Didn't Glad Zion okay. Williamson get hurt when it happened to him a couple years ago? Yeah, we never seen it. We haven't seen him since. Um. But yeah, he blew it out. So I guess what happened was um, it would because they were playing in the jungle. They were weren't playing in the the farmers coliseum, and so I guess it would in the time it took them to try to because they probably could have gotten another pair of shoes from the locker room. Apparently, and I found this out later because Boston Santa tweet uh, replied tweeted to it. us tweeted yeah. it. He said his dad his dad was sitting in the sands. And he had his shoes on him, and I get, and you know they brought him down, and he was able to put him on a pair of Kyrie Irvings, by the way. So, Dad's yeah. showing up in the Kyrie Irvings. I love Dad, it. He did, yeah. So Dad's yeah. cooler than all of us. Yeah, I know, man. She, are you kidding me? I'm like, here I am sitting over here with my ten dollar Walmart shoes and shit. So, <laughs> and Dad's running around. But yeah, hey, hey, it helped because yeah, I mean, and, and to the, and by the way, to the officials' credit, because obviously, you know, the game was out of hand. It was already a twenty some odd point lead at that point in time. I mean, you know, they weren't trying to add insult to injury, like to, you know, t, you know. They didn't, they didn't like do anything stupid like make them actually go out there with four guys or or tee them up for delay a game or some stupid stuff like that they could have done that would right. just been awful and made them look terrible. So to to the refs credit, like you know, thanks for giving those guys the, the benefit of the doubt. They've had a hard enough season. Don't tell me that you know in Tuesday's game that the refs aren't aware that IUPOI can't really afford foul trouble and that they're yeah. not going to try hard to not disqualify somebody. Like yeah. What's interesting is before. Uh, what's funny is before before um, before it was confirmed, Lestrap wasn't going to come back. IUPUI was kind of in that game in the first half, and then they just got, again, as they always have, they ran out of gas because they only got five guys. I was gonna say they've been in a bunch of these games early. Yeah, absolutely. Imagine if they only. Imagine if they had more guys. <laughs> I think Matt Crenshaw is going to turn it around and over the couple give him a couple years. I think. Yeah. I think he's a good coach. I think he's the right person there. I think what's happening now sucks, and I think it sucks oh, especially because, because I think it's going to set them back even further than they needed to be because players are going to be like, I'm not touching that. Like, But you he's going to he's gonna have to recruit funny. and overcome it. You want you know something? I think he's already started recruiting. I think he's already had a couple of commits come in. Good. Um, uh, are they couple, available tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, no. Sorry. Um, 
they're, they're not. Yeah, they're, they're, that's not gonna happen. Are they sure? Uh, I've heard I've heard IUPUI uh, skirt around some compliance things in the past. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, so no, the um, but yeah, so no, I think uh, there's a pair of brothers coming out of Indianapolis, Lawrence, uh, North Central. I think. Great. I, I care. Yeah, I. Somebody from Indiana, the Indianapolis area, you better you know. I need to bone up on this very soon. So um, you guys gotta, you guys gotta let me know who you know who the big players are. But the, the brother, they're the pair of brothers who are gonna be, who've already, I think, have already committed to IUPUI. And you gotta remember too that some of these guys who are injured are kind of come back, are gonna come back. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of guys who can probably, because um, I think Bobby Harvey. Uh, he was, I think he, if even without, cause he would, ha- he's eligible for the extra year, but I think he's a red shirt anyway. So he'd be, he'd be able to come back. Carrasco would be able to come back. Um, Zach Gunn, who didn't even play a second for them. I, I, I think he's angling to come back too. Um, so you've got those three guys coming back and then you got the two red shirt kids. Um, yeah, man. I mean, and then I, yeah, I think KJ Pruitt is another kid, the freshman, so you're actually going to have kids coming back, and I, I think I, I think I alluded to this. I, I, won't, I can't remember if it was la, uh, last week or the week before. But when you look at the IUP, uh, IUPUI, the, the kids who were able to play the rest of the season, this handful of kids, uh, BJ Maxwell notwithstanding, because I don't think he, he, I'm pretty sure he has no eligibility left. He's going to be the only one who's gone. But for everybody else. For you know, for Mike DePersia, for Nate McClure, for Boston Stanton, for Chukes Isatua, um, and for you know Bakari Lestrap. I mean, you see those guys, and I think this year is kind of they've had such a unique experience that when they get to a point where they're actually playing with people, they actually have a rotation again. I think that's a big advantage for them because they're going to be far more disciplined not to foul. They're going to be, you know, obviously from an endurance standpoint, these guys have been able to basically spend 40 minutes on the floor the entire game. I mean, they're spending most of the time on the floor. So, I mean, that group of kids who are going to be coming back that were able to, you know, stick around for who are able to actually play, I think that they have a pretty deep, I think they kind of have an advantage, um, especially with the group that's coming in or the, or the group that's coming back, actually. All right, Bob. I have to tell you, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I have I have a an issue I wish to raise. Sure. If that if that's if I may. Knock yourself we, out. We have now spent at least five minutes talking about the 12 seed IUPUI. We have. And we have and we have not yet addressed the other team in Indiana that we need to. Well, that's because How we're going to spend the rest of the, You know what? We're going to spend uh, How spend about the, the mastodons? Holy crap. Okay, yeah. So, um this is why I'm glad I don't they don't have, This is why I'm glad they're they're two seeds so I don't have so them and Cleveland State don't have to play again till the finals so I can I can watch them with enjoyment because It's so hard to not root for them. It is absolutely. Okay, so yeah. So so yes, uh, Purdue Fort Wayne is by the way, Purdue Fort Wayne nine games in a row completely undefeated. In in they haven't lost since last year. They have not lost since the you know since the end of January. They haven't lost since then. They were undefeated not, they for February. Nine, yeah, they are undefeated for February. No, you know that's that's an amazing feat for any team from any area, especially. And you, do you know what I love about them? Sure. They are they are exactly what John Kaufman has always been, and 
everybody just ridiculed them last year because they are a three-point shooting team that lives and dies by the three. And everyone, oh, yeah. that's never going to work. But I know the Horizon League and Kaufman never. Kaufman has thrown out the middle finger because that team is exactly how John Kaufman has succeeded in oh, the yeah. past. And we are Absolutely. seeing it. He went out and was like, last after last year, he saw it and he was like, okay, you know what? I need a point guard to, to run this. Yep. Okay, so he went out and got himself that great point guard. Go figure. It's working. This team is exactly a John Kaufman stamped. Here you go. Suck it team. Yeah. And everyone and everyone's sucking it right now because they are playing. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's so hard to not get behind it. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's really hard. It is excruciating, especially when they're playing Cleveland State, especially when they're playing Oakland. That's excruciating. If they're playing your team, you're mad that they're playing your team because you want to root for them. We, we should all we should all be learning the fight song to, to Purdue Fort Wayne right now. I'm sure it's changed like a thousand times with the name changes or however that's worked. But like, man, PFW, I'm yeah. I'm in. And I'm, again, I'm... I, I gotta say one other thing. Okay, seriously, everybody who keeps calling him IP Fort Wayne, freaking stop it already. They've been in this league for two years. It's Purdue Fort Wayne. They haven't been IP Fort Wayne since a million years ago. Get with the program, guys. Come on. Yeah, you know what? That's By just the a way, trash talk. I, that, you know that's what? like None me calling them mercy. I get it. No, no, no. Some of the people are just willfully ignorant. And by the way, uh, and to, to Purdue Fort Wayne fans' credit, I know there's a couple of them out there who call these folks out every chance they get when they see that stuff, too. And I don't oh, Lipsky, them. right? He's one of our uh, BFW fans. What up? Um, oh, the other guy. Rick Longsworth. That guy. Oh, yeah. He gets on it, too. Like, Love it. Yeah. By the way, yes. Contrary to popular and well-accepted opinion, there are Purdue Fort Wayne fans. Yeah, and they should have a bunch more right now. It's the, oh, yeah. it's a fun team to watch. I like them. I'm so I'm rooting for them. You know, well, one one thing I wanted to ask. Is, so so you had brought this up. I know you had brought this up on Twitter um, the other day. I think it might have been on Saturday. Where I bring up a lot of things. I have no idea which direction one, this is going. So this one is about Purdue Fort Wayne actually ending up in the Horizon League because. Um, you had mentioned that there was some pushback to that, and I I will say I was not one of those guys. Um, in fact, I would have preferred Purdue Fort Wayne over IUPUI first. <laughs> and it's interesting because when you see IUPUI struggling, not in men, in this, men's basketball. Hold on, in, put that in, caveat in, on in it. In men's basketball. In men's basketball. But men's basketball, again, IUPUI through no fault of their own. I mean, yeah, the women are obviously the one seed in the women's in the women's. Uh, tournament so yeah they're and they're rolling they're angry <laughs> they want they are going to yeah IUPUI's women are probably gonna their they, their mission is to steamroll everyone like everybody period I don't envy that I don't anybody envy anybody playing them um the men obviously through no fire of their own have struggled mightily um Robert Morris coming into the conference struggled mightily I, Purdue Fort Wayne within year two within season two Co-champions of the Horizon League and the number two seed. And I mean, yes, I, I but just because I like this is always my, my stance is there is life outside of, of men's basketball. Yes. I, I, we all like to, to to get on IUPUI, but they're they're in fourth in the, the McCafferty standings right now, just so everybody's aware. And I know yes. everyone who cares about that. I care about that. And, I, and the league cares about that. That yes. matters to a lot of people outside of our basketball little bubble here. Just remember that. I will say uh, Fort Wayne currently is uh, third third to last. Um, but, you know, this uh, this men's team here might have a chance to help them a little bit. That is true. 
That is true indeed. And I think uh, I, I think we are will be coming out with our postseason stuff here. Want to say Monday? I think it's going to come out. It definitely better come up. Uh, I'm guessing it's going to come out before the games play. But, Wait, hold yeah. on. I hold on. Time time for me because someone's going to call me on this. Yeah. I just gave you old statistics. I will get, ignore my statistics as far Whoops. as. Uh, Whoops. I, I thought yeah, I they, had the current one. I I was on t- uh, wrong one. Hold on. Let's... Well, you know they do. Re- you do realize they just had the track and field championships this weekend. So yeah. I do. Uh, hold on. Okay, so IUPUI is sixth right now. Uh-huh. Fort Wayne is second to the, to last. Um, they do not have any points yet on the season in men's or women's. Really? Um, yeah. So interesting. Yeah, uh, Milwaukee up there winning right now as they all Oakland and Milwaukee are always the two schools battling I find that amazing overall championship. It, it, I find that amazing because you know you're absolutely right when you talk about other sports. You know, you talk about you know the men's basketball team being complete train wreck, but for Milwaukee, the other teams are okay. They're, they're doing just fine. Other teams are great. Well, and that's what you're, like I said, I just was using IUPUI as the advan- as the uh, the example where yeah. Well, we you got to remember. We got to remember too that you know. By and large, most of our fans, yeah, I, I know, I, right. I hate to say it, they don't care. They don't. They don't. They, and I they get it. I which get is it. dumb. They're, it's your alma mater, guy. You, you, you know, whatever, you know. And this was as of, this is as of fall, so this is as of November. Okay. Um. So there's going to be some, you know, Oakland just, Oakland did swimming, one swimming and diving. I know it's a shock. So, uh, you know, those, those no. are numbers that are going to help the get standings, you know, overall. Like, I know, not, not to break down all the other non-men's basketball sports. I'll lose people here, but uh, I know. Shocking, Oakland won, won in swimming. No, Water's wet, well, yeah. Oakland wins. Yeah, anyway, exactly. Um, All I'm saying is these schools, IEPUI, PFW, these are good ads for the, for, for the league. And we just have to keep that in mind. And uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, this PFW men's team needs to keep rolling because it's hard to not root for them. No, it's really hard not to root for them. It really is. Yeah, and I, I, I cannot make any, I cannot make any predictions on what we, who we are going to pick for our postseason awards, but I'm pretty confident that John Kaufman might be our pick for play, uh, coach of the year. Spoiler alert: um, my pick for coach of the year was John Kaufman. I'm just um, gonna put it out there. Yeah, mine was not, but you that was can Homer, you Homer ass, <laughs> terrible shit basketball host. Shame on you, Bob. You just it, lost credibility. No, no, don't. There's no defense. Just just shut your mouth. No. Shame on you, Bob. I'm going to shame you on your own podcast. Uh, this is what I get for putting my picks in before everybody else. No, because if you can't put your picks out there, then you know you were wrong in the first place. Yet somehow you did this and you know you're wrong. You do. You really think that what Gates has done this year with the exact same team is better than what Kaufman's done? Really? Yeah, I had a I had a brain fart. Really, I, Bob? I suck. Shame on you. I I don't want to take anything away from them, but yeah, this weekend wasn't good for them, and this week this month was been really good for. This season for hasn't been good. This is the same team that went to the NCAA tournament last year, and they've looked average at best. They've been fine. That's yeah. not a that's that's not a coach of the year winning team not not putting down gates i think gates has done a fine job but this is the same team he's already coached they should be better than that i agree which is why i'm kind of aggravated by the fact they can't handle the ball anymore and can't shoot free throws ever yet you you picked him as your you homer you and carrick man 
Get your Homer asses out of your head. Or out of your boot. Get your head out of your ass, that one. That one. Carrick, you're not allowed to pay Mike Davis as coach of the year now. Oh, Dear you know God, he already did. You know he already did. Do not did. do that. One of, me, one of us is bad enough. Shame on y'all. I'll take the L on this one. Did you pick Demoy Hodge or somebody as your player of the year, too? Hell no, I picked Jamal Kane. All right, at least you. Although, uh, for first team, I'm going to have a little bit of a problem because I actually put Jamal Kane and Jalen Moore on the team, on the first team. I'm not sure if that's going to fly with a fifth place team. Isn't that so weird? I, I had that problem and I actually ended up not putting more on my first team, which felt wrong. Yeah. But I had I couldn't justify having both of them on a first team with a fifth place team. Well, again, I did mine early, so I'm stupid. Um, but yeah, I was trying to justify it. And like, uh, I mean, I'm just going to do it anyway. Cause you know. I mean, they are two of the top five players in the league. You can't really say otherwise, but I, you know, I know, you know who I did not put on, you know, I, you know who I should have put on my first team and I didn't, and I'm pretty sure I didn't Jared Godfrey. That's who I should have put on my first team, but I didn't, I put Jalen Morton. I just, I put the, you know, I put those guys on. So, yeah, well. it is what it is. Tune in next week as we break down all conference players and why Antoine Davis should have been player of the year and wasn't again. No. Um, to his credit, you know, you know, Detroit Mercy did finish in the top half of the conference, but J- Jalen Moore, uh, Jalen Judge, not Jalen Moore, Jamal Kane was better. He just was. Sorry. I mean, that's all overall, all as far as all around, you know, Jamal Kane was the better player. Yes. Without a doubt. I mean, yes. So there's not really, you know, I, I don't, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some pushback, but that it is what it is. I mean, you know, I, you know, I see Jamal, I see, you know, I've seen Jamal Kane and, and Antoine Davis play, it played multiple times. And that's my assessment. You know, Jamal Kane is your player of the year, which yes. is ironic because in the preseason, we didn't have him anywhere. <laughs> I did. You did. I didn't. I, well, I, I believed the hype. I didn't believe it as much as I should have, but you know, uh, hold on. Cause I know we're, we're getting, we're getting on time. We haven't even said the words Northern Kentucky, who is the three seed. Should we at least acknowledge them, even though they won't acknowledge us? Sam Vincent is your freshman of the year period, without a doubt. Going oh, God, yes. I mean, this is, this is, that's a, that's a, that's the knowest of, that's the knowest of brainers, man. I mean, seriously, that that you know, the, um, Northern Kentucky had a really good weekend too. Um, so they're 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 the three seed. So yeah, they're definitely um, they're peaking when they're supposed to. Yeah, exactly. So congratulations, Matt. They proved they finally proved you right this year. Well, I mean, I didn't have them that high. I had them higher than a lot of people, so I still look smarter. But or it just shows how how dumb we were as a collective unit. I think well, I mean, I think I uh, I think I did a comparison on who the uh, who was going to finish, you know, but what what we predicted and what everybody else predicted, um, and then what uh, what we predicted and then what actually ended up happening. And I think we were pretty. I want to hold on a second. I want to we say we were close. The league was better. League, oh, league what league picked perfectly. League picked. Yeah, we. Yeah, so we picked uh, league picked uh, Northern Kentucky third, and they finished third. So, and we picked them. Uh, I think they think I want to say we picked them fifth, and they finished third. So we weren't that far off. Um, again, both us in the league uh, made laid major eggs with both uh, Purdue, Fort Wayne, and Milwaukee. 
Um, we did buy. We did not buy the Purdue Fort Wayne hype enough, and we bought the Milwaukee, with the exception of you, Matt. I know. Um, we collectively um, bought into the uh, Milwaukee hype way too much. <laughs> yes. Although, uh, to be fair, the league thought that uh, Purdue Fort Wayne was going to finish ninth this year. So that. Well, was we all swung and messed on Purdue Fort Wayne. Let's be honest. Everybody we, uh, did. We we did, and we again, have. that's that's why you end up with a coach of the year. When they exceed expectations to that level, you fucking homer. Anyway, uh, they're gonna, they're not gonna, t- you know, they're not gonna take away my, they're not gonna take away my press credentials for that too. By the way, I hope you know that. You know what? If that happens, you got what you deserved. Come on, Matt. Really? After the last two years, I said we had, uh, we had, yeah, we had Kyle Craven in 2020 and Alec on in, uh, in 2021. You think they're going to do something to me? Get the hell out of no. here. <laughs> I think that we should, because we all sent our individual predictions to John at the beginning of the season, right? I think yes. we should break down everyone's individual predictions, and whoever had the worst predictions shouldn't get to predict next year. They should lose their their ability. So like, let's say you pick Detroit mercy first because you just love Detroit mercy so much <laughs> and you just missed on everything, including that. I think maybe you don't get to predict next year. Uh Oh, it's like a horizon round table shaming, Like you should have to wear a dunce cap and you don't get to pick <laughs> like horizon, like is horizon round table version of survivor. You got voted off the prediction Island. <laughs> just the prediction island. You, don't, you still have to write for us. You still get to talk and comment and whatever, but you don't get to predict. For, I don't know. We one... may. I don't know. We may not. We may. We may not even let you allow you to do a preview. We may do it ourselves and just you know let the chips fall where they may. <laughs> do no. we start it with this? Should be by me, but because I can't predict, I don't get to write it. You know, put that in really, really bold in the head. I, I feel like that. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't know about that one. That's all right. Maybe not. Maybe this is a bad idea. This, this I... is probably a very bad. This is a very bad idea. Um, funny but wrong. I'm here for funny. I'm 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 here for entertainment. If you haven't figured, I mean, I know you have, but if you are still <laughs> listening to this podcast, if you follow along with us, if you take most things we say or do this serious, you're doing it wrong. Because we oh, are here are to you? inform, but we're, it's, we're we're here for entertainment value. If, if you still don't get it, you're doing it wrong. I know, but we need to take this seriously because this is a serious business. This is a serious business. Serious yes. business. All fun and games until we you're in a well. We have, with we have lotion. our credit. Matt, we have our credibility to think of. Oh, but I just blow mine, so never mind. It doesn't matter. Fuck it. <laughs> I just said, I don't know if you heard. It's all fun and games until you're in a well putting on the lotion. <laughs> uh, pray for my safety in Indy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I think with that we're gonna close it out. All right, so uh, next week we're gonna probably next week we're probably gonna talk about what happened this week, which is gonna be you know it might be exactly what we think or absolutely not what we think. Um, what do you think about a like maybe 25, 20, 25 minute bonus episode on Wednesday to drop after uh, the first round? Come I on, mean, come on, sure, I guess. Let's I mean, do it. Let's do right. it. I mean, I can. Okay, fine. Matt, Matt is Matt is a Matt has a has peer pressured me into a bonus episode that you it'll guys be, will get it won't on. be it won't be a, a full episode but it'll just be a breakdown be a of bonus what we saw, episode yes what we saw and what to expect there we go all right Give the people what they want i don't know what they want come on have you seen any you know, i don't know what they want anymore do they want us yeah. to be funny or credible i don't know do they want us Depends. to be serious i don't know you guys confuse me 
we're going to give them both. We're going to be gonna funny do the, and break it down. You know what? We're going to do what we want. How about that? And if you like it, fine. If not, you know, we're, you know. You have options, <laughs> except you don't. You're pretty much stuck with us. Well, not necessarily true, but anyway. Um, Horizon Roundtable, obviously, HorizonRoundtable.com. Um, we're going to have all that stuff there for you. Apparently, we are doing a bonus episode, so you can pull that up. This episode and you know any subsequent episodes up on wherever podcasts are found. And, of course, you can pull us up on your Amazon or Google devices. So I guess until Wednesday, when we're doing a bonus episode, we will uh, talk to you later. And uh, thank you for Coffin listening. Coffin for Coach of the Year. There you go. Thank you for listening.